Hi, everybody. This is Paul Friedman from the Marriage Foundation. And you are joining us with the Marriage Podcasts. And this is good for both men and women. It's produced and sponsored by the Marriage Foundation, which I founded, by the way, in order to spread good news about marriage and without using Western psychology pretty much at all. Today's topic is very interesting. Uh, the topic is how Western marriage counselors are killing marriages, especially those of the rich who can afford the best. I mean, David, what do you think? My well, co-guy here, almost David forgot about Cruz, me there, Paul, didn't you? Is, okay. <laughs> I, I, I just, never you forget. Go about ahead, you, just David. do this thing on your own, Paul. It's, it's me. <laughs> um, so David is here, and, and he tends to uh, poke fun at me, which I love. We've been friends for so many years. And he and I were talking about this. It's like, hey, you know, if you're rich, how come you're getting a divorce if uh, Western psychology well, can or work? You could, you, you could afford to, these... to pay for the best. And, and you know, and, the and best, these two right? had to know that they had an extremely visible marriage. In not only the country in the world, so so you're talking about uh, Bill and Melinda right. Gates, of yeah. course. So, yeah, they're the most recent. But look at all the ones who have gone before right. them. You know, it really bothered me. I'll be honest with you. When Paul McCartney got nailed, I mean, I love Paul McCartney. Uh, <laughs> he's a great guy, and you know, when he was married to his first wife, it lasted forever. Poor guy lost his Linda. wife, yeah. and then he married. Linda, and then he married someone else, and it didn't last at all. Uh, you know what's yeah, going she, on? And there? she seemed, you know, uh, like you actually said. seemed like a pretty good person. She, I think she had lost uh, uh, part of her leg, and she was, uh, you know, I think she was the one that was on Dancing with the Stars, and you know, she was a personable, nice woman who um, wanted to, you know, help good causes and all that, and that they couldn't make it as well. It's interesting because these people can afford right. the absolute best in uh, right. marital help. Absolute best. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, let's do a comparison, okay? You you have all the money you'll ever need. You know, and, and we could go to De Niro. We could go Trump with his previous marriages. Uh, and we don't know what his current marriage is like. We could go. There's so many rich and famous people who just have crummy marriages. Why? You know, when they want a car, they buy the best. It doesn't break down on them. You buy a Rolls, you buy a Maserati, it doesn't break down. It it It's good. And so you need medical help, you know, or dental health. You think that they're not getting the best there is. So here they are. They're having marriage difficulties. They know it. You know it when you're having marriage difficulties. So they find out who is the best. Well, then they get a divorce. What's going on here? And I don't want to do a, I'm, I'm going to do a spoiler alert. I know why. I know why it's before not. You go, before you go there, Paul, I thought it was interesting that there was a, that there was a Yahoo, <laughs> uh, another Yahoo article. I think we did another podcast where, um, you know, they gave a psychological analysis of something and we, uh, we talked about it. This one was interesting because they, I think there's some interesting aspects to this that I wanted to get your comments on. And, and, and I think it's important at this point for anybody listening to note that, 
you and I don't practice this. You, you don't know that I'm uh, about to read an article to you. You have no idea what I'm going to say to yeah, you. That's right. Um, I think one of the things that I liked about the whole podcast aspect of doing this with you is people get to listen to you um, just speak what's uh, coming straight from your, your head at that moment. So you, you don't have any idea where I'm going with this, but I think it's I, – I, you know, I started reading this and I thought, <laughs> okay. you know, Paul is Paul's going to have some interesting responses to hear and, and to what they're saying in the article. And uh, I'm just going to read some things to you. And then if you would just, you know, just share what you think. But um, so – Go for it. So in, so in it. this article – I love it. I um, love the idea. Yahoo article uh, – actually, it was – uh, an article that Yahoo posted from the Washington Post, um, an article uh, Tuesday, May 4th, from Lisa Bonos. And, but she says that um, in identical joint statements, uh, Bill and Melinda said, quote, we no longer believe we can grow together as a couple in the next phases of our lives. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So you paused. You want yeah, me to I mean, step yeah, in at this point? It, 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 you know, it's that there's there's the reason for the divorce from them. We no longer can grow together, and 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 the right. You know, my first thought was that's a good reason for divorce. Um, you, uh-huh. you, you, <laughs> Very new age. Can grow it? together. So so something must have happened together. in the way they grew up to this point. Um, but you know, I'll let you. Okay, so let, let's talk about the idea of um, growing, because I think that's a really important point to make about us. We are human beings, and unlike literally every other creature, we are endowed with certain qualities that mean we have the ability to grow to evolve. Let's use the word evolve. It's a much, much more on point word. We become better people if we choose. We become happier people if we choose. And we know how to do it. You got to know how to do it. We could become more moral people. We could become more joy-filled. We could become more intelligent, more educated. So all of these are areas of growth, right? Right. So I don't know what the heck they're talking about. Well, I do know that these are really for billionaires. These are good people. I mean, look what they've done with getting water to people in Africa. And, you know, they're trying. And, and the vaccines, I don't care what side of it you're on. Uh, there is a part of that that is service oriented. So it's not like they're despicable human yeah. beings. Uh they're well, giving it back. Says, uh, it says money is so, one of the main things that couple fight about. Obviously, they didn't have that issue. But having so much of it that you can give billions away doesn't eliminate the questions that every couple faces. And here's the question they think every couple faces. Okay. Do we want similar okay. things in life? Can we create that life together? Mm-hmm. Or would it be better if we forged ahead on our own? On our own. So... Let's let's talk about what marriage is supposed it, to be. It, 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 you have to have let's, similar things in your lives. That okay? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's talk about let's talk about what is, um, or should be, 
the highest priority when you choose to get married. The highest priority, and you know, you're going to hear this over and over and over and over, uh, the highest priority should be to get happy, happier. No one gets married to be miserable. I mean, there are jokes. <laughs> I don't remember them. I'm not going to tell them right now. But there's a lot of jokes, you know, about the wedding ring and then the suffering. And that's because people don't know how to be married. But they want what they desire. You you find someone who you really appreciate. You find someone who you get along with. And then you start taking next steps and you start discovering about each other. You're kind of vetting them. You're making sure that they're good people and that there's nothing that's going to bring the roof down on you. And then, you know, you say, hey, you know, we should get married. And it could be a little better vetting process, but you're getting married because you want to have happiness. Now, the sub-reasons could be, uh, you know, where you're not thinking about that. Like, I want to have a family. I want to have kids. Uh, I want to fit in socially. You know, uh, they're this way. They're that way. Um, yeah, but you're, I, th- you know, I think it's interesting. But I think it's you interesting what you're bringing up here, Paul, because you're saying that when you're, look, when you're at the beginning and you're looking at, is this a life partner for me? You're looking at, can I, can I be happy? Can I find happiness with this other person? Where this is, That's this right. is actually making the first comment of that, do I have similar things in common with this other person? Yeah, I know. And, it's, and, and yeah, but it's a different, crazy. it's mm-hmm. a real different mindset that you're talking about here. Because Very different. if I'm looking at, okay, you know, I like to play tennis. Does the other person like to play tennis? Yeah, we both like to play tennis. They'd be a pretty good match mm-hmm. for me. But it, but it, maybe, but, but maybe it is, but I, it's a different mindset than I'm looking to, can I really be happy with this person? It doesn't matter if they play, play tennis well, or not. Well, let's take it a step further. Let's, let's take it a step further. What, Will in and you're going down a path of similar uh, likes and dislikes. Yes, we both like tennis. Yes, we both hate rats. Uh, you know, we have these similarities, which is all well and good. There's not a problem with that. But really, let's talk about what you you really want in marriage. So this is actually easy. Unfortunately. Uh, and this is why I'm mad at the whole world of marriage counseling is because marriage counselors have made it a point to lower love, to reduce love to an emotion. When all of us have had the experience of love and it blows emotions out of the water, who has not gone to a wedding and had that moment where not doesn't have to be your wedding, where you just feel this love, mm-hmm. right? Everyone has that experience at weddings. Well, because you can't see it, taste it, touch it, feel it with your fingers, smell it, it's not material. And so they discount it because 
they're afraid to say it's spiritual, even though it's tangible. So it is tangible. We all know it. Every one of us has felt love to where it's more tangible than anything else we have ever felt in our entire life. It's an amazing thing. But the Western psychological world discounts it. They say, no, it's just an emotion. And you have these chemical things going on in your head that make it seem drug-like and you get high nonsense. Love itself is extremely real. It is, in fact, in my humble opinion, the only reality any of us really want. So they want to grow together. How about we want to have love? But they're so materially oriented, and there is so little support for being spiritually oriented. To call love for what it is, it's purely spiritual. By definition, it is because you can't perceive it with your senses. So they go to these wonderful, highly rated, very expensive marriage counselors, and they talk about like this lady in the article. She says, well, they don't have the desire to, they have the desire to grow together or to grow individually, and they can't see how to grow together. Well, that's not why you get married. You don't get married to grow together. You get married so you can experience, and write this down, folks, I got married to experience unconditional love. That's the only reason. It's the only valid reason, because everything else you could get without being yeah. married. You could get sex. You you could get good service. You You could get people to give you massages and tell you how wonderful you are especially when you have that kind of money. You think they don't have yes men walking around who do nothing but tell them how good looking they are. So love, man. Love is what well, it's I'm all thinking, about. I'm thinking, Paul, that one of the things that I think I'd, I'd like you to make, just make clear to people is that, it, you know, you get to the point of divorce, it's, or seeing a marriage counselor, you're already way off track. Um, if if you if you can recognize what you're looking for in your marriage early on and and know where you're going early on you don't get to the point where you need the marriage counselor so you know like like here right. they but this in this article they said you know they somehow figured out what worked in the relationship for the past 27 years <laughs> they couldn't figure out what would work yeah. for another 27 years um, well, now, you know, I, Sad. I doubt that that's true, um, th they, that they had 27 years of great marriage, and now they just can't figure out what to do. She said, you've got to figure out your own secret sauce and keep working at it. Well, you know, yeah, it's like, where were, what was happening in those first 27 years? Where did they get off track? Where was their head that these two people that should have been able to make it with no question, couldn't. Well, let's talk about this secret sauce. Talk about a way of not taking responsibility for knowing how a marriage works. And, and let's take a minute here and talk about the Marriage Foundation. 
So I used to be a divorce mediator and went to Second Saturday, which is a uh, a support group for women who are getting a divorce. And so my colleagues went there too, and we would get customers there to get them a divorce because as a divorce mediator, we found a better, quote unquote, a better way. But one day I had a revelation, you know, what's going on here? How come there's over a 50% divorce rate in this country? How could that be? That's like, you know, when was the last time you got into an airplane and thought, geez, I only have a 50% chance of survival here? No, because scientifically, the federal agencies have built up enough knowledge to correct the things that could go wrong so they don't go wrong. And so flying in an airplane, driving in a car, taking a train, walking on the street, it's safe. And the one thing that pretty much everyone does is get married and there is over a 50% divorce rate. And so, hey, marriage counselors, what are you doing and what are you not doing? And I can tell you right now, because I've trained a bunch now, since I've shifted my practice over to saving marriages, which is over 20 years ago, they do not have consistent protocols. It's not like going to a medical doctor. You go to a doctor, you tell them what your symptoms are, and she or he will know exactly what's going on because of all the testing that they've done, all the studies that they've done, blind studies, whatnot. And they'll tell you exactly what you got to do. The protocols are all there. You go to a marriage counselor and they go, so, um, Mr. Gates, Mrs. Gates, what's going on? And they go, well, we're not getting along. And they'll go, oh, tell me about it. How does that make you feel? <laughs> and it's like, what? Um, why don't you ask them if they understand marriage, if they understand about their own minds? It all begins. You know, here's the problem. Western psychology doesn't even understand minds. You know what they're good at? They're good at identifying phobias, giving them names, mental illnesses, giving them names, but they don't know how to heal anything. They certainly don't know how to heal a marriage. So I got into this thing way back and I asked the first question. David, what do you think the first question is? Why did you get married? Yeah, yeah. So I started asking people, why did you get married? And you know what they told me? Almost every single person. No, every single person told me the same thing. Well, I'm, what do you think? Go ahead. Before, no, before you go there, Paul, I'm going to go into okay. what um, they, in this article, they quoted Bill Gates, because we're talking about Bill and Melinda here. And they asked okay. him, when you got engaged, someone asked Bill how Melinda made him feel. And he answered, amazingly, she makes me feel like getting married. That's it. Okay, my head just fell off my shoulders. I don't even know how to deal yeah. with that. <laughs> Amazingly, <laughs> she made me feel like Amazing. getting married. 
she made me feel. Like, like so, getting married. Like getting married. Yeah, I, it hit my I need to get married button. So let's go back. <laughs> yeah, right. let's, let's go back. So why? Okay, but that's a great answer. And it's exactly what people told me. Why do you want to get married? Because I met a person and I want, and I found my soulmate. Okay, that sounds good. But why do you want to get married? You're not answering the question. I think the soulmate thing is way overused, Paul. I think that's what people think they should say when they answer that question. This is my soulmate. I'm so in love with her. Um, she's everything. But um, it's, Overused and under understood. Right. They don't understand what it really means. So Bill gave the normal answer. Yeah, she makes me, but she makes me kept, feel like getting married. Yeah. So I kept digging. I kept digging. You know what the answer is? The answer is so simple. I want to be happier. I want to be happier. Okay. So why is marriage going to make you happier? I don't know. Because you're going into, and this is deep stuff, David. And this is why we founded the Marriage Foundation. And this is why people come to us for help. And the help that we give them works. Because we deal with things as they actually are. We're not afraid to talk about things like spiritual. We're not afraid to talk about the reason you get married is so you can enjoy. And it really requires learning how to be in love unconditionally. Where in the world can you find unconditional love? Nowhere. You get it from your parents, and that's it. That's it. And you don't choose your parents, and they don't choose you. You just happened into that, and you get unconditional love. And here, what you're doing by getting married, this is so cool, David. I get so excited. I literally have chills in my spine right now. When you choose to get married, you're choosing to be with one person in a very safe environment. I call it the sacred space of marriage. It's a super space, super safe environment. There's just two of you in there and you get to open your heart completely, love them completely. And it's a progressive thing and it has no end because love, it's spiritual, it has no boundaries. It is infinite in its nature. Where else do you hear these things? Nowhere. So in this article, Paul, they're going into um, this um, divorce lawyer, Nicole Sodoma. She highlighted this universal challenge in staying together long term. And she said, they, quote, the people we marry are not the people we divorce. Because what? she said... <laughs> Quote, because okay. people change. Oh, my God. So so what? No, so it's, it's making the point of that that's what mar you know, you, marriages uh, can change. If people change, it could cause problems in your marriage. But you're, that's, that's not why you're, you're married to the person. You're not focusing no. on the changes. No. So this gets very deep. David, why do you make me go deep all the time? Okay, so here it is. This is actually very cool. 
So we talked about love before, how when you feel it, it's so overwhelming. And let's just accept that it is not of the mind. Let's put the mind in the category where it belongs. The mind is material. The mind deals with sensory input, calculations, and so forth. The mind is what we use to exist in the world. It gathers information. It calculates. It saves information in the subconscious and in the conscious memory. And then we use the mind to get along in the world, to achieve prosperity, maintain our health, etc. That's what the mind is for. But the feeling of love is bigger than the mind, and everyone knows it. When you feel love, the mind is left in the dust. But the mind doesn't want to be left in the dust. And if we never learn how to manage our mind, how to master our mind, then this feeling of love, the mind wants to put it in a box and say, okay, I love her. I love him. And that's not what you're supposed to or do. We start, or or supp- the mind starts focusing on the shifts and the, and the changes, and this person's not the same person that I married, and starts, to, right. and starts to look at the little things about the other person that they don't like. They start focusing right. on those things. That's right. It's running away from this spiritual overwhelming feeling because no one has told us this is what you're supposed to feel and run with. No one ever tells us that. Because so we become frightened. Because even with the pandemic, Paul, even if like this article saying that that the pandemic has made it impossible to ignore shifts in marriages and the big pause of the past year kept couples home together for longer longer hours, canceled travel and new roles and routines were came about unexpectedly for couples and this mm-hmm. this essentially forced couples who were ignoring problems in their marriages to suddenly face them head on that really get <laughs> but it, I'm but, sorry, but they're really but they're, that's uh, not nice. no sorry they're, they're just they keep focusing on what the mind will focus on okay now we're home together now i got it i have to focus on my spouse's problems and the other issues that are hitting me and this is really your mind this is what you're talking about they're saying yeah. The, the, your mind is now focusing on these things that are bad in your marriage or relationship. And it's really your mind getting in the way of your marriage completely. And you don't have control of it. Well, you do have control over it. And the problem is this. No, I think they're saying you don't have control of it. They're not even, and they're wrong. And they're not even bringing it up. They're, they're just saying, no. you know, this is yes. what happens. This is what people do. And there's no way around it. The pandemic caused you to sit there and focus on those things. And now you have to deal with the issues that you pretty much ignored and they're there and it's your mind. And what you're talking about is something completely different. It's a different mindset in your marriage, Paul, of what you're talking about. Well, it's a different level of understanding. If, If you have expectations of agreement on every little thing or big things, however you want to categorize them, however you allow your mind to categorize them, 
then you're going to have good times and bad times. Your life will be a roller coaster. But if you learn to feel that love and make that the centerpiece of yourself, not your marriage, just yourself, then what will happen is, because the best way to experience unconditional love, and frankly the only way, is by giving it, and if you give it unconditionally to your wife or your husband, and it just is flowing, and you don't let your mind mess with you, but you say, stay focused on this offering of love to your spouse, you will be floating on cloud nine. Look, I've been locked down for two years too. Is it two years or a year and a half? A long time. I'm with my wife 24-7. It's gotten better. Why has it gotten better? Not because we do things together, but because I don't notice her flaws intentionally. I don't notice her errors intentionally. And when my mind is going, oh, look what she just did. I ignore my mind and I go back to feeling this love that I have for her because it transcends the material crap. But what you're talking about is giving, you focus on what you can give her unconditionally, what love you can yes. give her unconditionally, which is really interesting because, you know, I, I love Paul McCartney. I love the Beatles. And, and, you know, he, we talked about Paul McCartney and his, his divorce. And it's fascinating that, you know, one of my favorite line, maybe in all, in all Beatles songs is at the Abbey Road, um, the end of that Abbey Road medley where Paul McCartney says, um, the love you take is equal to the love you make. I thought you were going to say that. I really did. Yeah. And it's mine too. Isn't that, isn't it that is, fascinating? Because it is what you're talking about here, Paul. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yet it didn't quite. So what do you think, David? Should, should I explain that? Because to say it is very romantic, it's very cool. It's like those stories you come across on Facebook and stuff, but it's explainable. The, the thing about love is that Although it is mysterious in the feeling of it, how to achieve it is not mysterious. You can practically do specific things to achieve this feeling of unconditional love. And the first step is understanding how it works, which is so out of reach by Western psychology. I mean, I'll tell you right now, in a hundred years, Western psychology is going to be this little grain of sand compared to the stuff that we talk about at the Marriage Foundation. Because the world is evolving and it's leaving behind all these old age things, you know, where the earth is flat. God is a, a mean judge who will beat the heck out of you if you don't do things correctly you know, crime and punishment, all that stuff's got to go because we're human beings. And as human beings, we are capable of experiencing unconditional love. And therefore, to not experience unconditional love 
is just stupid. So why be stupid? Well, you're just really missing out. If, if, you're really you're, missing you're just out. Really missing out, and it's it's. I think it's one of the purposes of being given a life. I agree. It's the feel. It, I agree. The, you're, you're here to find that and feel it. And, yes. And I, I don't want to get too religious here, Paul, but I, I do have to say it. This is just my feeling of it, that that we're all given reasons to to be here and be given a life. And one of the reasons is to have that feeling of love for, an, love. for another person that wasn't born to you. I mean, it, it's not your child. It's, and right, exactly. Because if you, it, to me, if you experience that feeling, it's the feeling that God wants you to feel because that's what he's looking for f- from you and with you for eternity. So here's the deal. Let, let's look at it this way. Um, we're souls. We're individual souls. As human beings, we're not advanced creatures at all. We're special. And there's so much proof of that, it's almost silly to get into it. But, you know, it boils down to free choice. We don't behave instinctively unless we choose to. We have the instincts, but we don't have to follow them. Whereas every other creature, instinctive behavior is what it is. And they, there's nothing they can do about it. You can train an animal, but you can't separate it from its instincts. So the mind is sort of like a, a junction where the soul, you, and your mind meet. And if you don't learn how to master this mind... It's going to take you on a roller coaster of experiences. So this is when you get a course from the Marriage Foundation, either the course for men or the course for women or both. It's the place we start with understanding how the mind works. You know, when I was training therapists and My first batch was 13. It was in San Diego. So we had the best of the best. And they were very impressed with my practice at the time because I had people from Hollywood driving down to San Diego to see me to help their marriages. Obviously, I'm not going to mention any names, but they're still together. Screenwriters, actresses, actresses, actors. Uh, You know, I became pretty well known in that community. And so... uh, They believed in me, and so I could train them. And I remember in the very first meeting with my first batch, I thought, okay, I'll just go through how the mind works, and they'll all know all this stuff already, and then we can move forward with other stuff. And you know what happened? It was bizarre. I looked out at them. There were 13 of them, maybe more. I ended up with 13. I think I started with about 25 and fired some of them. And... I'm diagramming this in front of them, the way it is in the course, by the way, and they're all just staring at me. And I'm going, "Um, are you following me? And one of them said, you know, I've 
I've never seen this model before. And I said, well, what do you mean? This is obviously how the mind works, right? And I was describing that the senses are picking up information from the outside and it goes through filters based on past experiences, redefines what it's seeing, etc. And they're going, and they didn't get it. And I thought I'd be through this in 25 minutes. It took weeks before they started to grasp how the mind functions mechanically. So this is how we now do it for people who come to us. They have to learn this because you have to master the mind. If you don't master the mind, it means that your habits, your instincts, and your emotions are in charge of your life. Mind starts to take over and you're, you, can, you can easily get off track. And, yeah. and I'm guessing that, you know, we, we again started talking about Bill and Melinda Gates here, that they... Who? Joking. They probably got off track a long, long time ago. Um, they were yes. focusing on other things and not there because there really there's just no training on this, Paul. There's nobody that no. will even talk about controlling your mind and focusing on what you can, you know, focusing on you and not what your mind wants you to do. It's a it's a whole different focus when you get into the, your marriage, and I know that it's not an easy thing to do. I, it takes practice. It does take practice. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend. And, and there's a reason why. And I still want to get back to this love thing because it's so valuable for people. But I want to explain before that why it's hard, David. Because your habits that you have, let's say, for instance, uh, you discover that you have anger. And I'm using that because almost everybody has anger. And the reason why we all have anger is because it originates in the body's cells, trillions of cells, each one of which is driven by the drive to survive. Every single cell in your body, every sing single living cell there is, is driven by the drive to survive, which has two parts. First part is make sure that danger isn't going to eat me. Second part, is make sure that I can eat today and I have shelter and all of that stuff. And so, and then the sub part of that is, and now let's procreate so our species can continue. And this is literally in every single cell. So our body is comprised of trillions of cells, all shouting to the mind, save me, save me, save me, save me, save me, save me. And so what the mind does because the mind is like a computer, garbage in, garbage out. It doesn't, I mean, it thinks, but it doesn't think through. What it does is it calculates, but we're in charge as the soul. We're in charge of what's going in. And it's been a long time since we have taken a look at our filters and go, wow. When I see, you know, everyone's talking about racism now. and that's a filter that people have if they have that filter. And so they'll see someone who's not like them and the mind will go danger. 
Well, and so I, I think it's just interesting. It was for me. It was just interesting, Paul, to just even understand that I could that my mind could take me into places that were unhealthy for my life and for my marriage. And yeah, and for me, it was just the the, the starting process is just to recognize that your mind is something that you can control. And and if you mm-hmm. start to get control of your mind, especially early on in your marriage or early on in your life, things get a lot more simple. Things get a lot easier and you start and, and you start right. You start getting a lot happier. When you start yes. realizing that your mind is will take you places that are really unhealthy and bad for you and cause you a lot of pain. Um, All the pain. It's um, and, and just to recognize that it can do that is the first step. And then, and then you start to see, well, by focusing on that and using some of your techniques, you have an... It- Got to have the techniques. Then you start having an Got- impact on your mind. When you start, when you start to go and to do things that are bad habits, and that habit can be in your marriage, or it could be happening in your, it could be in your work, it could be in anything in your life. That's right. Um, but it's not, it's, so it's, not a, it's not, it's not an easy thing to do. But, but it's not a hard thing to start. Well, the problem with habits is that you've got the surface habit that you recognize immediately. And then you have all these sub habits, layer upon layer upon layer upon labor, layer. And what Freud did was he said, well, we have to get down to the bottom of it so we can see it. And I say, Freud, you're an idiot. What we have to do is stop it where the rubber hits the road. Stop the outermost habit and all the layers of habits will eventually fall into line, which is why I created that so technique. Right. We're not get, we're okay. not going to get into so, it here, Paul. But I, we're but not. I think it's so, I think it's fascinating here that again, in everything they're saying about the Gates marriage, it was that they should be focusing on on how to adapt to the changes in their marriage and they're not focusing at all about how you how you can control your mind. I would bet anything that when Bill and Melinda went to marriage counseling, that there was not a single bit of discussion about how you can control your love. own mind. That it was or love or love. I think it was. Well, what is the other person doing that bothers you? That's right. What, what, <laughs> what, what I shouldn't what, laugh because I feel sorry. Well, what, for Bill what changed and in your marriage that you weren't able to adapt to? Um, let's, That's let's right. see if we can adapt, if you can adapt to her doing this and he can adapt, you know, she can adapt to you That's doing right. that. And, oh, you were, That's you know, right. and then you, both of them start just saying, well, I don't like this about the other person and it spirals from there. But there's really, I would bet that there's no focus at all about where you would start, which is let's start with the mind. Let's start where you, you're thinking and see what you can do to have some control over that. You know, one of the things that used to happen back when I practiced, and and, and again, this is uh, in the early 2000s. And so there were therapists who who gave up with their clients and they would call me and they go, Paul, you know, I, 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 I really think this couple can be saved. Would you meet with them? 
100% of the time, I saved them. 100% of the time. Because they didn't get it. They didn't understand. Because their Western psychological training is so dumb. And you know what? I love these people. These are not bad therapists. These are not bad people who became therapists. No, I mean, they, they, they went through years sincere. of training, Paul. They went through They're years sincere. of They mean well. They went yes. through serious training that never focused on what you're focused on. What works. Yeah, what works. Right. Yeah. So let's go back to this love thing, because that's where we, where I got off track. I'll take responsibility for that. So here you have this mind, and it has these filters. Everything that's coming in is filtered. Why? Because we live in a very dangerous world, and no one should deny that. We live in a world where people will take advantage of you at the drop of a hat. Salesmen will, governments will, everyone will, religions will, other people, your friends will, even your family will. I think they misnamed this world. They shouldn't call it earth. They should call it treachery because there's more of that than there is water or earth. So we have, our minds have learned to protect us. So if someone says to you, oh, I love you, David, your mind is going to go, oh, yeah, sure. And it's going to want to build up and build up evidence that I really love you. And you know what? Because of the nature of the drive to survive, it will never be convinced 100%. Never. However, if, David, you decide to love me, there are no filters. Only your inhibition. But because you're in a marriage, you're supposed to drop your inhibition when it comes to giving love, and that's the love that you actually feel. You don't actually feel the love from your husband and wife. You know that it's there intellectually, because your mind is telling you, this person seems to love you. But when you say, I don't care whether they love me or not. I have chosen to love this person with all my heart, mind, and soul. I will never stop. There's nothing that can get me to stop. Even if they divorce me, I will continue to love them. Or if things change. Um, or things or change. Things Everything change. changes. Right. We live in a world of change. Or there's a pandemic and you have to be home more with the person. It still doesn't change. And right. so we you've touched on a lot of the stuff that you can do to control your mind and to get your marriage on the right track to begin with and the things that you can put in your marriage to prevent you from ever getting to the point of after 27 years with one person Sad. to see it end um to see yep. it, just because it, and and because you want to go on a diff, you know you're going on different paths um you're where I know you go into a lot more detail into the in the program, Paul, at the Marriage Foundation. Oh, sure. So, oh, so yeah. to wrap this up, where what do you suggest somebody does um, if they do go into the program with the Marriage Foundation? Where should they? 
where should they go first if they're faced with this kind of thing? Either they're at the end, you know, at the end of a marriage looking for what Bill Gates and Melinda were with how they can fix it, or where they're at the beginning with what do we, what do I do to put myself on the right track? What do you think? So, you know, I've written a couple of books and and the books are great. Um, you could check the reviews. They're great. Breaking the Cycle and Lessons for Happy Marriage. And you'll see what people have to say about the books. And you could go to the website and see the testimonials from people who have taken the courses. Tens of thousands of people have taken the courses. But I want to talk to Bill and Melinda. If somehow you come across this, chances are very small. I'm going to tell you right now, your marriage can be saved and it's not going to take millions or thousands of dollars. You'll pay the same price everyone else is paying. I'm not going to upcharge you and you don't need to meet with me. That's not how it works. You need to get educated. Look, Bill, I have the greatest respect for you. You are unbelievably focused man. You are a visionary. You know how to make things work. You can do this. You can do this. You can learn how to control your mind. It'll change your world entirely. Melinda, you're a good person. You got all of this right attitude about service to others in the world. Mm. You can have their all. You have all the money and you have nothing compared to what I have, compared to what even our poorest clients have. You know, we have special prices for people. When I started this whole thing, I worked with everybody and I wasn't cheap because I'd already developed a reputation, but social workers would hear about me and they would only be able to pay $39. I think that's the amount for a two hour session, $39. And I said, that's fine. Let's see how people who aren't as capable as Bill and Melinda Gates Let's see what they can do with this information. And just as good as everyone else. Why? Because it's not so complicated. It's just not learned. Right. So you can learn it and go to the website. Go to themarriagefoundation.org. Pick it up. Watch our YouTube video so you get a sense of things because those videos... I get into it with different topics that people write in about, and it helps people. You should see the comments that we get on our YouTube videos. You know, I go to YouTube myself, and I see, okay, this thing has 17 likes and 12 thumbs down. Most of my videos have 100% likes. People don't give it a thumbs down. Because it's such reasonable, easy to understand concepts. It's all about love. The love you take is equal to the love you make. You give that love. Your mind's not blocking it. You give, you give, you give, you give. Don't worry about what's coming back to you. It doesn't matter. Well, if you like, if, That's not where the juice is. If you like the song... You'll like the program even better, Paul, because you take, you take, <laughs> you take it, you really take that line in the song and explain it and, right. and have, give it in a way that people can actually make it work and they can experience the love in life that we're supposed to feel.
with that, I think uh, I think we're good today, Paul. Okay. I don't think we can go much further into helping Bill and Melinda, or it, it because it really doesn't matter how much money you have, Paul. It doesn't matter how expensive the uh, the psychologist is, the Western psychologist is. There is an easy way um, to find the happiness that you want in life, and uh, yes, so. That's it. Thanks, David. Well, let me just give the phone number again, too, uh, if you want to call in for this show, because we like this show. David and I both enjoy doing this, and hopefully you liked it. Love to hear from you. 855-527-5863. And, you know, call in. Yeah. Let let us know what you think. And we're not going to change who we are um, because we're all about marriages being successful. And we hope that you're inspired to take a look at your own marriage and ask yourself, is this as good as it gets? Or should I listen to these guys and do something about our marriage? Because I want you to know you have the power you have the ability. What you're lacking is the know-how. And that's where we come in. Good. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Thanks. Okay. God bless. Take care, everybody. Take care. Join us again. Take care, David. Thank you. <laughs>